Welcome to the Wealthier Together podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help women cultivate wellness in all areas of their lives. Hello and welcome to season three of the Wealthier Together podcast. I hope you all are having a wonderful, happy new year, and I hope you are still on track to reaching and achieving all of your health goals. So during season three, we're going to touch on different areas of health. So for example, spiritual health, financial health and wellness, physical, mental health and wellness, digestive health. And we're going to, these interviews are going to discuss a variety of different tips to help you stay on track with your New Year's resolutions or your goals. As we know, most people do not achieve their goals because they quit. So these interviews are going to help you stay on track by giving you actionable tips that you can implement in your life so you can, at the end of the year, look and see that you have achieved your goals. So the first interview is with Summer Hagens, and Summer Hagens is a personal trainer. She works with men and women to improve their physical fitness, but not just their physical fitness. She also helps them improve their spiritual fitness. She works by helping her clients develop habits, set them up for long-term success. So check out this interview with Summer and let me know what you think. Summer Hagens is a registered nurse, certified life coach, author, and certified personal trainer. She's originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and now she resides in Austin, Texas. Since Summer was young, she always had a natural love for people and helping others. This love is what prompted her to attend school for nursing. In 2003, she graduated from Ursuline College, where she received her Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. In 2007, she received her Master's of Business Administration from Cleveland State University. Summer is the visionary of I Am Warrior Princess, which is a movement focusing on women empowering and supporting each other to be their best selves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. In January 2016, Summer released her first self-help published book, I Am Warrior Princess, The Fight for the Life I Want. She's currently working on her second book, Warrior Words, 365 Days of Motivation for the Warrior in You. Summer coaches and trains men and women to achieve healthy bodies while also encouraging and supporting their mental endurance and spiritual development. So hello, Summer. How are you today? I am fine, Blessing. Thank you for having me on. So can you tell the listeners a little bit more about your story? So who are you? How did you get here? Just a little bit more so they can kind of connect. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So as you stated, I am a registered nurse, a life coach, a certified personal trainer, and um, just a little bit of history of what brought me to where I am now. Um, Actually, about um, nine years ago, I went through a very traumatic time of my life. I got divorced. And during that whole process, I questioned who I was as a woman. I had a very low self-esteem. I felt completely lost. So really, I am Warrior Princess in that movement of of really focusing on a woman and men too, being well and healthy in mind, body, spirit was birthed out of the pain I went through from going through that divorce. And um, that is what prompted me to really focus on um, helping others to really wherever they're at in their lives, as far as pain and situations that come up, uh, looking at ways to how to deal with that in a healthy manner and be well. So that's kind of what brought me to where I am today and what uh, prompted me to write my book 
And again, what has drove me to want to help others to, um, to take what they've gone through and, and make themselves a better person out of that. Okay. So you touched on it just a little bit. You touched on a little bit of how you started I Am Warrior Princess, but can you tell people a little bit more about what it is and then how they can get involved if that's what they decide to do? Sure, absolutely. So I Am Warrior Princess is a movement focusing on um, helping and encouraging women to be uh, holistically fit. So whole, when I say whole, W-H-O-L-E, holistically fit in mind, body, and spirit. So I focus on training women physically, but then also encouraging them mentally and their spiritual growth as well. Sometimes people only focus on one area and you know that's completely fine. But what I realized is that they all intertwine. So you can't really say you wanna just focus on your body when if your spirit is still broken, if you're still dealing with pain and bitterness or unforgiveness or things of that nature. So what I focus on is really uh, because I'm also a certified life coach, is looking at those areas that are in need, those areas that maybe we have covered up and not dealt with. So I try to help unpeel those areas and those layers and teach people on how to cope with those in an effective way and looking at strategies on coping with those. And as well as obviously at the same time in tandem, focusing on improving your health and your uh, fitness goals and things of that nature. I think it's very important to look at the whole person. And like you mentioned, unforgiveness. People don't realize how much unforgiveness and other emotions that aren't dealt with affect your health. And so, you know, you, you may be tra helping someone get physically fit, but they're still being held back by the fact that they're not addressing those issues. And I don't think people realize that it seems like it's small, but it has a big impact on mental health, which we know is something, it's a discussion that's actually being had now, and your physical health. So I think that's mm -hmm. good that you touch on that, but people really overlook it. I'm like, you are going to get better results when you fix those underlying emotional and mental issues, which sometimes are linked to their physical complaints. So, Oh, absolutely. A lot of times it is, you know, when someone is bitter and you have that unforgiveness, then that leads to you not being able to sleep. It leads to lack of clarity. It leads to you overeating. It leads to so many issues of um, you not having the energy to work out. And a lot of times people mask those underlying issues. But when you start getting down to the root of what's going on, then that's when you begin to see results. That's when you begin to have more energy. That's when you begin to be able to think clear. That's when you begin to actually have the energy to work out. That's when you begin to stop eating bad foods and self-sabotaging yourself because you're, you're using that as a, as a crutch. Um, to cover up what's really going on. So with, I really believe and, and I empower people to really look at like, what's the real issue? You're telling me what's going on, but what's really going on? And that's why I tend to ask my clients those probing questions of uh, telling me, you know, where they are, but not just where they are, but wh where they were, what they've dealt with, or, or anything else that may be going on that could be contributing to their situation right now and their health right now, because my goal is to obviously make them the best person that God has called them to be, or, or not just make, not make them, but help them along in the process, if that makes sense. 
That makes perfect sense. And I think that a lot of people don't even realize that there is an underlying issue. So I think it's good that that's something that you ask them, because a lot of times people don't think about things until you ask them a straightforward question. And then they're like, well, wait a minute, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. it was this, that or whatever. Okay. Absolutely. So what are some ways that listeners can cultivate a healthy mind, body and spirit? And you could break that down however you, you want. Okay. Well, I, I think honestly, at the end of the day, it really starts with a shift in your, in your perspective of your mind. Um, and you have to see what is, the, what is going to be your priority. If your priority is going to be building up yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, then your choices have to focus on cultivating that. So with that being said, um, you know, I'll just even speak for myself and what I've learned in my own journey and obviously the clients that I've worked with is really being conscious of uh, what you take into yourself. And when I say that, I mean, not just what you're physically eating, but what you're listening to, what you're watching, what the people you have around you, you know, there's an old saying called garbage in, garbage out, which really speaks to the point of you can't expect to take in bad things, uh, bad advice, um, you know, uh, listening to uh, things on TV that are speaking negativity, and you can't expect to have a positive outcome out of that. So my my advice to your listeners would be to really focus on what are they taking in on a daily basis to feed their mind? What are they taking in on a daily basis to feed their body? What are they taking on a daily basis to feed their spirit? So if we're talking about the mind, you know, you want to read and uh, read uplifting uh, books, books um, or audio books, podcasts such as yours, Blessing and other, you want to you wanna feed yourself with things that are going to challenge you intellectually. I honestly am not a big proponent of like reality TV shows and all of those things because at the end of the day, those people are living their reality, but they're not helping me live mine. So true, I, very true. <laughs> I, I believe, you know, and I'm not knocking anyone that watches it, but I would just honestly suggest that you kind of keep that to a minimum because you really want to invest in tools that are going to help challenge your mind. So again, going back to reading, um, reading uh, books, uh, listening to um, audiobooks, uh, listening to podcasts that are going to challenge your mind, are going to feed your mind. Uh, Think and Grow Rich is, is a book. I'm sure most people have heard of it. Um, I, that, that, that has been, has been a staple. You know, I've read it time and time again. Um, we're talking about feeding your spirit or cultivating your spirit. Um, that, um, is having a relationship with Christ. I am a Christian and I tell all of my clients and people that I work with, I'm not afraid to say that I'm a Christian because, um, I love the Lord and I know what he's done in my life. So with that being said, I, I, um, I really recommend someone really seeking a relationship with God. That doesn't necessarily have to be uh, at, at a church um, because just because you're in a church, that does not mean you have a relationship with Christ. I mean, just, just to really look inside yourself and know and believe that you have um, a God, um, which is our, our father that created the universe that loves you more than anything else in the world that wants a relationship with you. And sometimes what we do is we look to other people and other situations to fill voids in us. 
that only God can feel. And then that's sometimes where we act out and we have these horrible habits and we self-sabotage and we don't take care of ourselves because we lack that relationship with Christ. So spiritually, I recommend just really seeking Christ and whatever that looks like. For some people, it's, it's getting quiet at the beginning of their, of their day and, um, you know, meditating and, 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 and putting their thoughts kind of uh, together and setting their day, but setting their day with intention to know that God will help them order their steps. It's, it's reading, reading the scriptures, reading the Bible, doing things like that to help cultivate your spirit and obviously having the right people around you in your life. You know, if we're talking about when you say cultivate, I'm thinking of a garden. So obviously you want to have people that are going to be planting good seeds in you. So it's very important if we're on this journey of being holistically fit to have people in your life that are going to plant good seeds, that are going to be positive, that are going to speak life. If you have people in your life that are constantly negative, every time you talk to them, it's always something negative. They're always in a bad mood and they're always speaking death into what you're doing. And those are the kind of relationships that you really honestly want to set healthy boundaries with, or just, or, or maybe just in just depending on what kind of relationship it is, because you can't really fully grow into who you are as a person. And so what God has called you to be, if you are allowing those seeds of destruction into your life. Um, and again, cultivating, if we're talking about cultivating from a physical standpoint, Obviously, that would be exercising. That would be, um, you know, watching what you put in your body, uh, drinking water, um, being very cognizant of what you put in your body and um, making the, the time to really exercise and take care of your body. And, you know, some people get overwhelmed because there's like, oh, there's so much. I just can't. I just don't know what to do. I, I, I tell people, listen, just find something that, you know, you can be consistent with mm-hmm. and then just do it. You know, just start small and, and work your way up. If we're talking about cultivating mind, body, and spirit, it doesn't happen overnight. But what it happens, it happens when you decide to be intentional and take small, consistent steps daily towards your goal. And that's that's how you end up growing and, again, reaching your goals of being better um, mentally, physically, and spiritually. That is definitely very good. You touched on a lot of points. So you were mentioning, you know, having people kind of reduce that, um, their reality TV consumption, which I think mm-hmm. is definitely important because it makes you passive. And Absolutely. so life is not, was not created to be a spectator sport. I believe that we are all created with a purpose, a God-given purpose. And when you're yes. sitting down watching people who are doing who knows what, you <laughs> have a purpose. that is an obstacle. Everyone has a reason they're here. Absolutely. And some people know what it is right off the bat. And the rest of us, we have to, you have to work at it. You have to work at discovering those Mm -hmm. skills and talents. And you can't do that if you're watching other people doing, you know, whatever they do on TV. And it's important that we remember, you know, you are loved, you're created for a specific purpose and you, that's your job to find out what that purpose is. And so you know, if that's all you do, watch reality TV or you're spectating, watching other people's lives, being envious, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not living out your full purpose. So I think it's important that you touched on that. We were not created to be passive. No. It's an active thing. And you know what? Can I just say one more point to that, Mm -hmm. what you you just said? Blessing, back to the reality TV and even social media. 
as as a whole. That too. I, I, <laughs> I, I think it definitely is is a is an is an awesome tool. It's an awesome tool for businesses, for marketing, um, for ministry, for you know, for entrepreneurs, for whatever you're doing. It's an awesome tool to stay in touch with loved ones, with friends that maybe you normally wouldn't talk to on the phone. But it can also be a detriment because mm-hmm. because you're you're we're we're so busy. We can be so busy. It kind of reminds me. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, <laughs> but it's like. You know, you're trapped in this box of, 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 of a matrix of what appears to be everyone else's life. And honestly, a lot of times it's, it's really not their life. It really is just a highlight reel of, of, of one moment in their life. And I think we, we get so caught up in seeing what other people are doing. It takes away from what we could be doing in our own lives. Um, and, and I'm willing to bet the depression rate and the anxiety rate has gone up so much further and so much higher since social media <laughs> has come about because it's always about trying to measure up to what the next person is doing. So, uh, you know, only thing that I would, um, I just wanted to add to that is to be very cognizant of your of social media interactions. Sometimes you have to take those social media breaks or mm-hmm. limit yourself. And take that time and pour into yourself like you're speaking to. Find your purpose and pour into your purpose. I mean, people can easily spend, you know, hours and hours on social media where you could have been spending those hours going to the gym, working on a proposal, working on a business plan, writing a book, getting some rest, you know. So, uh, again, I think we have to really make sure we're being cognizant and intentional in the time we're allotted, because we all have the same 24 hours in a day, it's up to us of how we decide to spend it. That is very true. And something you touched on in regards to social media, which unfortunately I have found myself trapped on there sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's why I've had to let Facebook go sometimes. But um, and Instagram. <laughs> but one thing you touched on is comparing yourself to other people's highlight reel. I've always thought it was ridiculous that people legitimately think that the, these are the, is someone's process. We yeah. forget that we are not seeing the process. Right. We're not seeing what got them there. We're not seeing their struggle. Because, no, I mean, who wants to put, like, you sitting on the floor crying because someone didn't, you know, your orders didn't get there in time or someone canceled a, um, you know, canceled an order. Mm-hmm. you were expecting or some deal didn't go through that's not pretty and therefore it's not going to be on social media but that is the reality and so again like when we place our value on what people can see instead of the fact that we already have inherent value and that we have our mm-hmm. own specific purpose that's mm-hmm. when you can get trapped and the depression rates have gone up uh since social media i can find yeah. studies what they have People yeah. are depressed and anxious. They most of their time is spent comparing themselves on either Facebook or whatever. I mean, pick a platform of your choice. And mm-hmm. so it's important to know that you have value. Again, you have a purpose. It's your responsibility to figure out what that is. But if you're seeking validation from people who don't even know you, like a lot of mm-hmm. people are addicted to likes, that does yeah. not have anything to do with your value. You are valuable regardless of any of that. And I think that people don't, I mean, it's so easy, especially like in health and fitness, like all these people looking all buff and stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what they look like in real life because they're like tips and techniques and lighting. Oh, and there's so many. So I'm just like, you know, I don't know about that. So I've always mm-hmm. been skeptical. Um, <laughs> big thing, you know, you have a process. You have to go through a process regardless. Even if you stop and quit, stop and quit, you're not going to get that result 
whether it's, you know, cultivating your body or whatever it is, you're not going to get that. You have to put, make those small changes. Those, it's the small habits that everyone dismisses that gets you to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you you help them pick one thing they can be consistent in. Consistency is powerful when you're trying to cultivate or grow anything, especially if it's a spiritual discipline, most definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there are things that are easier for others. So anything, any large goal you want to reach, you're going to have to break that down into small pieces, things you can repeat day in, day out. It's the boring stuff that gets you the result. And you definitely know this because mm-hmm. I know that people, when they're like, oh, you know, my, I don't have the abs. I'm like, it's been a week. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Come on now. You also talked about the people around us. There are actually even studies that have shown that frenemies, so friends that are, I guess, friendly when things are all good, and then they show their real side when mm-hmm. um, things go wrong, they have shown that that increases our stress response. And we know that stress kind of sabotages any beneficial thing that you're doing for your health. So I think it's important that you touched on that. Be careful what you're taking in, the people you surround yourself with, and realize that it, this is a process, not like a, a quick fix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So how can listeners stay motivated in regards to their spiritual and their physical health? Because I know this is a really hard um area, especially physical health for, you know, most people. Absolutely. You know, I I think the key blessing, and you kind of alluded to it, is first you really have to have some discipline because at the end end of the day, it's not going to come overnight. Uh, It's a process, but there are some keys, I believe, to help a person stay motivated. one, One thing a person can do to stay motivated is to set a goal challenge themselves in some kind of way. Rather, it's okay, by in two months, I want to lose 20 pounds, or in six months, I want to be able to swim a, a, a mile. I don't know anything. Or maybe I want to sign up to do, maybe you want to sign up to do a 10K uh, or any type of challenge or anything. Those kind of things will help you stay motivated. And it's good to also have an accountability partner. Tell someone about what you're doing. You know, I've heard some people say, make announcements. To me, it just kind of depends on what it is. Some people say, you know, you should post it on social media, what you're doing. Uh, To me, I'm a little leery of that just because, again, if we go back to everyone doesn't always have the best intentions in mind. Um, So sometimes when you post those things and they're very premature, then you allow negativity to kind of set in before you actually started your journey. So um, I would just say, I'm not saying not to do it, but I would just say, just kind of use wisdom and what you decide to make an announcement on what you're trying to do um, to see if you really think that that needs to be uh, something that should be exposed at that, at that juncture, or maybe you need to wait, but setting a goal, having an accountability partner, doing things again, try to find something that you enjoy doing if it's something that you absolutely hate to do, going back to consistency, chances are you're not going to stick with it. But if it's something that you feel that like you can enjoy doing, then then do it and learn how to can do it on a consistent basis. Another way to stay motivated is really going back to looking at the big picture and asking yourself, why? Why am I doing this? 
Why do I need to lose this weight? Why do I need to forgive? Why do I need to eat better? Well, because X, Y, and Z, because I'm going to feel better, because I'm going to be a better mother or a better father to my children. I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to be able to have more creativity when I go to work or for my business. So you have to look at the bigger picture of taking your, of, of what taking care of yourself produces in the long run because in the short term version like no one really cares because all i know is that i'm getting up and i'm doing these things and nothing's happening a lot of times right that's what people will say but if you look at the long-term version um not the long-term version but the long-term result of what you're doing if you look at the bigger picture and see why you're doing it and what it's going to produce for you in the long run that is what will help you stay motivated i mean even um dream boards i you know i tell people people that are visual people hey if, get a picture get a picture of what of what you want to look like physically uh get a picture of of the goals that you want to accomplish and put them up so you can look at them and then that kind of helps you stay motivated when you're in the process and you you know you're feeling down and out or you're feeling like you're not seeing any results going back to looking at the bigger picture looking at the end of what you hope to accomplish will help you stay motivated i think that's really good and also knowing what motivates you so you Absolutely. mentioned posting posting a goal that you have on social media. I think I did that with um, maybe a year or two ago. I was like, oh, I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah, I mean, that's not a motivator for me. I didn't really care who saw it. Yeah. For me, the motivator is once I have paid for it, mm. I'm, I'm going to, regardless, whether I've trained or not, I'm going to be there and I'm going to do it. So once I've put money down, once I've committed, which in my thing is putting money down, you know, to pay for the marathon, the, the fee or whatever. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm there regardless, regardless if I, if I got up and trained consistently <laughs> or not. Like I ran a, a half marathon, oh gosh, maybe seven, eight years ago. And I trained with people, but these people were like running 20 miles in a day. I'm a sprinter. I was just like, look, you know, I've always said I'm never going to run one. Let me see if I'll survive it. And so I was <laughs> 20 miles, like sprinter, a 200 meter, 400. No, I said, mm, I can't do this with y'all. I was in pain. <laughs> so I trained, but like, I was like, I can't do that every day, every other day now. Mm -hmm. But I still ran. I mean, and I have learned so much about it. So now this time I'm going to actually pay and do one But I can look back and say, hey, you know, these are things that motivate me and things that don't. So for me, you know, putting that money down is my motivator. And so we all have different motivators. I think people also compare <laughs> other people's motivators. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, internal motivation is the only thing that's going to get you to the end of your goal. A lot of us focus on external motivators, like, oh, a friend. Well, what if that friend is sick or something happens and they're gone? then you just quit. You have to find something that internally will motivate you. And we all have different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I appreciate your comment about once you've paid for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, regardless. I, yeah, mm -mm. yeah, because you're locked in at that point. And, and, yes. and most people don't want to just lose their money and waste their money. So you're going to go ahead and, and go through with that. So yeah, I definitely agree that that is, that is definitely a motivator for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your advice for people who say they don't have time for exercise? I've heard so many people say this and it's not really an area I focus on. So I'm like, uh, okay, what do you tell them? 
You know, blessing. It's funny you mentioned that because honestly, I just return it with another question. So if you don't have time for exercise, do you have time to take care of an illness? And I say that because people really honestly make time for what they want to make time for. True. So if, if you're telling me that you don't have time to exercise and eat right, then you're telling me that, that you're going to end up having to make time for chances nine out of 10, a preventable chronic illness or something that you could have warded off if you decided to take care of your body and eat right before. So at the end of the day, you have to decide what you want to have time for. Going back to social media, if someone did an inventory, if if they can tell me they don't have time, then my next (laughs) question is, after I say, so then do you have time to take care of a preventable illness? Then my next question is, how much time do you spend on social media or how much time do you spend watching TV? 95% of the time blessing people spend at least an hour, at least mm-hmm. an hour on either or, or both. Okay. The average person. Now that's not everyone, but that's most people. So you have the time to do that. So if you have the time to do that again, it's about priority. Can you take that time that you were, that you spent on social media or watching TV or whatever else miscellaneous that was really not purposeful and, and take it to exercise? Um, you know, if, if it really is someone that really they're just jam packed throughout the day and really does not have that many moments, then I say, do the best with what you have. Maybe that's just at home, can, going back to consistency, <laughs> at home every night consistently before you go to bed, make it part of your regimen. You know, uh, do some sit-ups, do some push-ups, do some squats, do uh, some jumping jacks. Those things people sometimes put to the put to the back burner and they say, oh, well, that's not me going to the gym. Well, guess what? But if you're doing it consistently, that's better than you not doing anything. So making do with what you have consistently is better than you not making do with anything. So that, that, that really is my suggestion when people say they don't have time is to look at what you have. And if you can make the time, you do it. But if you don't, then you do something at home that you can do consistently, maybe in the evening or in the morning to where that's something that you know that you can do and it, it'll still be able to fit into your day. I think that's definitely important. Like you mentioned to take inventory, like, oh, so what are you doing? Or, you know, are you watching TV? Are you on social media? Because a lot of people don't realize it. Most of us have our lives are just chock full of things that some of the things we don't need, some of the activities are not beneficial to us. And until someone gets them to take inventory of that, they don't know and they can't create that space. Uh-huh. And then also your body doesn't know whether or not you're going to the gym or not. Before there were gyms, people got their exercise while working because we weren't all sitting at a desk. I tell people, park far away from the door. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't have to be a CrossFit session because I know some people love it. But, you know, (laughs) look, if you can't get there, walking, your body needs movement. So it doesn't have to be anything extreme. Your body can do a lot with the little that you give it. And so I think people envision these workouts where they sweat and you know it doesn't have to be like that no and then to your point even even choosing to take the stairs um Mm -hmm. normally when i go places and i and and i have to go up floors i always even if i have on heels which some people say i'm crazy but i don't care even if i have on heels i still will take the stairs 
because I'm like, this is another way for me to exercise is taking the stairs versus taking the elevator or an escalator. I agree. Like I park far away from the church door. And so one of the girls in my small group she was like, you always, you're always walking so far away. I was like, this is how I fit my exercise in because I didn't have time for a run this morning. So I can at least walk the little yep. distance. So yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It makes a big, it makes a huge difference. Some, again, a lot of people don't realize it. Like, like we've been saying, they don't realize that those kind of small choices on a consistent basis make a huge difference, but it, a huge difference, but it definitely does. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what habits can listeners develop so that they can maintain their physical health? So a lot of people, they like, they just want a quick fix, but they don't realize their habits that they need so they can actually sustain and maintain the results that they do get. So what are some Absolutely. Things? So I'd say um, <clears throat> one habit, honestly, is rest. I think that we live in such a society of where everything is go, 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 and grind, 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 grind. And Yes, I'm a proponent of, of, of obviously working hard, but the, the part of the process is knowing that rest is important. Rest is important because that actually is what fuels your body, that fuels your mind. Um, and lack of rest and lack of sleep obviously um, can hamper your results. They can, um, they can, because now your body does not have that time to rebuild. Your mind does not have that time to rest. So one important factor, a habit that people should develop on this uh, journey to being um, healthy and well in the mind, body, and spirit is carving out time to make sure they are resting, that they are resting. That is so important to try to at least get, um, you know, and I know everyone's sleep pattern is different, but you know, if someone is sleeping three to four hours a day, that's not healthy. That's no. not healthy. You're draining yourself. You're not going to be able to function properly. You're not going to be able to see the results, even from a physical nature, if you're working out because you're not allowing your body that time to recuperate. So rest is a, is a key factor, is a key habit that we must develop. Uh, we must develop in order to, um, you know, again, on this journey of uh, fitness. Another, <clears throat> another habit is, is eating well. Honestly, you have to, I, I, I tell people you have to train your taste buds mm-hmm. because <laughs> you can never out-exercise a bad <laughs> diet. I don't care who you are. Now, granted, you may be 2% of the population of people that can eat absolutely junk all day, whatever they want, and they have abs and they have this whatever. But that's, that's probably, chances are, not any of us, okay? So the bottom line is you have to be cognizant of what you are eating. So looking at small ways of what you can eat on a consistent basis, you know, eating whole foods, trying to stay away from processed foods, fried foods, looking at eating more plants and vegetables, lean meats such as turkey and fish and chicken, staying away from like the pork and the, and the, you know, red meat. And again, I'm not, I don't believe blessing. I don't believe in doing anything extreme. I'm not a person that's going to, that's telling you, Oh, cut out all your carbs and in, and in, in 10 days, you're going to lose 20 pounds. I don't believe in any of that because that's things that people cannot stick with. We're talking about developing a lifestyle, right? So looking at, at choices that we can make on a daily basis and habits that we can form for the long run that we can stick with, that no matter what situation we're in, no matter where we may go, 
it's ingrained in us to make those healthier choices. So again, eating eating the right right foods, um, exercising um, 30, about 30 minutes a day, three to four times a week, rest, and, um, and then also, ba- um, also blessing, having balance. I think sometimes if we are too, if we go too far left, mm-hmm. then we don't know how to recover, if that makes sense, because sometimes we get so down on ourselves, like I have to do all of these things, but then you don't have balance. It's okay to have an off day. It's okay to have a cupcake. <laughs> it's okay to say, you know what, today I'm not going to work out. It's okay to say, you know what, today maybe I don't feel like going to church. It's okay to have those moments because we're still human. We're not machines. So again, knowing that in your journey of health and wellness, of, of making healthier choices, of, of trying to eat right and drinking water and exercising, but then also knowing that you have to have balance. And it's okay to have days to where you want to rest, days to where you're not, you know, you're not, you, you're not working out or, or maybe you want to eat that cupcake and that's okay. Just don't eat the cupcake every day, all day. That's the thing. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I would say again, developing that lifestyle approach is the best way for people to not only obtain the result but maintain the result and that's what you want to do you want to maintain the result i see a lot of people that go on these crazy fad diets do all these extreme things they lose the weight but then it's the rebound effect because there's nothing that they can stick with and now the results can't be maintained so that's what i would say those are really good tips i definitely agree with the extreme diets Anything that's too extreme, yeah. I was like, let's just, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, the thing about cupcakes, like, if I want one, I'm going to eat one, and I don't think about it. A lot of the stress that people get is, oh, my goodness, what is a cupcake in it? Just eat the cupcake, move on. Like, it's just a yeah. single event. But like you said, you know, that should not become a daily snack. So, right. you know, people can find balance. And if you can't, you know, you can find someone that can help you with that. And mm-hmm. uh, Again, with these extreme diets, a lot of research has not been done on the gut microbiome. And if you're not eating enough, like you were talking about, use an example, cutting out all carbs. If you cut out the simple carbs and the complex carbs, the complex carbs are the ones that feed the microbiome. So they're fruits, vegetables, legumes. The simple ones are like cookies, cakes, things like that. So if you're cutting out the beneficial, the complex carbs, your gut microbiome, you're starving them. And so what will happen is the balance will switch from the beneficial bacteria that help you help prevent disease, help you regulate metabolism, help you maintain a normal weight, all of these things that they help. It'll go in favor of the more they're opportunistic bacteria, but it's easier to just say that they're harmful. So the bacteria that increase your risk of developing chronic disease, putting on weight, um, you know, having cravings, things like that. And so I think that especially since they've done so much research on it, people should take that into consideration. An extreme uh-huh. diet, you need to feed those little gut bacteria because they play a larger role in our health than we think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit more about your second book, Warrior Words, 365 Days of Motivation for the Warrior in You? Oh, absolutely. So it's really just a motivational book. It's something quick. 
I, again, we live in a society where people are pretty busy. So I wanted to do something that would only take a few minutes for people to read to just to get that motivation that they need to start the day. And it's, it's really just a way for them to not only just receive the motivation, but then reflect on where they are at in their lives and the steps that, need, that they need to take in order to achieve their goals. So my hope and prayer is that it will encourage people that no matter where they're at in life, no matter what process they're on, no matter what journey they're on, to know that they can do it, to not give up, that God will give them strength. And that um, just to have the willpower to keep going despite all odds, because at the end of the day, we know life is not perfect. Things are going to happen. We're going to fall. We're going to fail. We're going to get knocked down. But what's important is what we do after all of that happens. What is going to be our attitude? What is going to be our action? What is going to be our reaction? So I am a proponent of continuing to, in the face of adversity, to keep getting back up keep trying, keep going, and never stopping. I think that's definitely very important. So can you share the link to your first book and then let us know when this book goes live? And then I'll add it in the show notes so people can go ahead and purchase it if they would like. Oh, absolutely. So my first book is on Amazon. So um, yeah, it's just if someone puts in I Am Warrior Princess, The Fight for the Life I Want on Amazon, it'll come up and they can just order it. And again, that book really pretty much speaks to what we've been talking about, being, being fit, mind, body, spirit, and knowing that, that it is a fight. It's a fight in a sense that it's nothing that's gonna be handed to you. It's nothing that's going to be easy. It's something that we have to be intentional and work at every day. But at the end of the day, it's going to be well worth it if we stick with it. And then my second book will be out Sometime in 2020, I don't have a date yet, um, but I, as soon as I know, I will definitely let you know, and then you can add, add everything to the link or whatever you need to do. Okay. Can you tell listeners where they can find out more about you? Absolutely. So um, I'm on Facebook. Um, just my full name, Summer, S-U-M-M-E-R, Hagins, H-A-G-G-I-N-S. I am also on Instagram at I am warrior princess 747 um my website is i am warrior princess.com um also for um, any women that are in need of prayer or want to help cultivate their prayer life i also have a prayer group where i do um, um wednesday morning prayer every wednesday morning at 6 a.m central standard time so if you find me on facebook you can request me as a friend and i'll add you to our a warrior women's prayer group where we do prayer every Wednesday morning. Thank you so much for doing this interview, Summer. I, you have given great tips and I know that people are going to really enjoy this interview. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Blessing. It was an honor and I am just looking forward to hearing all of your more amazing podcasts that you are doing. I I'm definitely love what you're doing and um, think it's a blessing to all of your uh, listeners out there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealthier Together podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a review.